I've been in a place of kind of forgetting the past few days. Like um, it's been busier at work. Uh, we're planning a retreat and it's like, it's kind of a going through the motion situation. And, um, and like I said, I knew I was pushing back the feeling that I've needed to feel. And it was, it's like, it's amazing when I, once I remember again, just how deeply in love I am uh, with these two beings, like remembering that it's like, Oh my, how could you forget? <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, and it's not that I forgot, but it's that I've, I've, I forgot to feel it. Mm. Like I'm here for them. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, we're together. We're, we're doing the things, but then like to stop and really feel how you feel about someone else and remember that, that gosh, what it feels like on your heart to, to like, yeah. Yeah. Words do ruin it because there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no words to it. I mean, it's just, it's just like, I couldn't help but put my hand on my heart in that moment because it was like, it was just overflow. And, and I don't know how many times in my life I've allowed myself to feel that overflow. Um, because again, it's vulnerable and it's scary because because as much as you feel that much, you know, you, you can, you also, there's also the other side. There's also that much pain. Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hello. Welcome back. This is Hannah. I'm one of the hosts of Deeper Awareness Podcast. Today, I'm welcoming Andy Veneman. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Veneman. Sounds like vitamin. Veneman. Um, it's so funny because we don't really use last names while we're recording. We just, it's like a first name basis type of thing. So when I look up people's last names, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I'm, hope I'm not butchering it. Um, but anyway, I was so excited when Andy signed up because he was a mentor for me on the, um, through the program that I got certified for breathwork. Um, he was one of the first people that I like reached out to through our little private Slack channel. Um, cause we would get these recordings and we could go live, but at the time I, my work schedule was crazy. So I was always doing, um, breathing to the recordings. And I remember hit like this, one of the first sessions that I was able to do his was, it just touched me. Um, so I remember like even being nervous, just reaching, like, this is how much that program changed me. Even being nervous to reach out just to say, thanks was like, I didn't feel comfortable doing that, but with him, I just had to tell him that the playlist was good. Um, everything he was saying really hit my heart. And, um, so I couldn't wait to, to share space with him on our podcast. Felt very honored. Um, we actually had his partner, Andrea Freemeyer on a few weeks ago. Um, if you watched or listened to that episode, um, the two of them are creating such magic together. I just love the because they, if you did watch that episode, um, 
they're planning these beautiful retreats all around the elements. So right now, did it already happen? It might be happening this month. Um, a retreat all around the element of fire and there'll be more to come. So it was, it's just, the two of them are amazing, but today's episode is all about Andy, um, his vulnerability and his open heartedness is just such a breath of fresh air. It, it really was like so nurturing to hear, um, his story and I really resonated with it and I hope you do too. Um, yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one. So please enjoy this episode. And if you also resonate with it, feel free to give us a like, um, subscribe, uh, leave a Google review. Um, any of the, those will help us reach more people so we can continue to share people's stories. Thank you and enjoy. Yeah, we are so happy to have you on our podcast. We kind of just jumped in, but um, per yeah, usual. No, kind of, have we started? Is, are, we, are we in it yeah, now? Like that's how we always we minutes, press, so. <laughs> we press record right at the beginning because we uh-huh. always just start off this way. Um, but we would love you to introduce yourself and what you're up to now. And um, we have the whole, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, but because deeper awareness, we love to um we love to hear a little bit about your story as to how you got into this more healing space, because I, we find that there's just this trend through stories of most people are just like living their life. They think everything is just dandy and nothing, nothing's wrong with the way that they're living things. But there's like that little voice that's like, some, there's something more, there's something more. And then t- typically we find in these stories that something something happens where you pivot totally and you just discover that first layer, like you said, like the little bit of layer of deeper awareness and then there's more and more and more. So if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Well, hi, I'm Andy uh, Veneman, not Andrea Freemeyer, like it says on the screen right now. (laughs) Uh, That's my significant other. And uh, yeah, where did I start? So I feel like um, for me, it was, I knew something was wrong and that something needed to change for quite some time. Um, And a lot of it was uh, trying to find purpose in my life and trying to, um, trying to be seen. Um, I was a theater undergrad because theater was just one place where I, I, I felt really at home on stage and uh, really enjoyed performing. Um, and, you know, acting is a is a hard thing to get into. <laughs> uh, especially, you know, if you want to make a living doing it. And I just didn't have the, um, gosh, I mean, I, I moved out to California right after graduating college. And it was just kind of a shit show. Um, and you know, I found a lot of peace going to the beach, but that was about it. Um, and it, even though I lived close to the beach, it took forever to get there because the traffic was horrendous all the time. And, uh, you know, I didn't have financially, I was, I was really struggling and I was in a two bedroom with three other guys and it was just, it was just a lot. And, uh, and so then I, remembered I had had a girlfriend who did this thing called city year 
which is a um, government program where you go into uh, underserved areas um, of different cities throughout the U.S. and schools that are really struggling financially. And you go in, you work as a tutor, and you just kind of help out in that way. Um, and that was kind of calling to me to do to just kind of totally switch gears and to not focus on my self so much, um, and to focus on on something that just felt a lot more real. And so I moved to Chicago and did city year for a year. Um, and that was a really eye-opening experience. Um, and I mean, speaking of privilege, like of just, of just, it gave me a little bit more of an idea of how privileged I was to see, to work with these children who I referred to as like grown ass kids. Like a lot of them were, were the heads of their households as freshmen in high school. And they were in charge of a lot of things with, um, parents who were either working three or four jobs and never around um, to parents who were, who were always high on something, um, you know, hustling uh, after school, you know, selling drugs and, and making money that way, coming to school just for food and warmth in the wintertime and then being gone in the spring uh, and just realizing that, that what a sheltered world I had lived in all of my life. And this was also happening. I was raised Catholic and um, and I was questioning a lot of my faith at this time as well. Uh, and, and I was just questioning everything, everything about myself and everything about what I believed. And then after two years in Chicago, I left there and wasn't sure what to do. So was just serving in Kansas City, really hated it. Um, I found friends that hated serving along with me. Um, and I spend most of my days high. I had found weed, uh, marijuana as, as a way to escape, um, the stresses of working in these schools. Like it was, it was a lot of heartache working with these kids. You loved them so much and you wanted in there, but there was, there's only so much you could do other than to be, to be there for them outside of being there for them. Um, you know, we're all our own people and we get to make our own choices. And, and I came from a place of so much not understanding, um, I wasn't about to try and tell them, you know, what their next steps needed to be, but I could be there um, as a sounding board. Um, anyway, so so weed came into my life, and that was such a big part of my identifier at that point. Like, I went to work, I waited on people, I hated them, and they gave me their money, and then I would come and I would hang out with my friend, and we'd get really stoned, and then we would do it all over again. Uh and that lasted for a while. And then once again, I found myself that like similar to LA, I was like, man, I've become so self-centered and self-focused on like just trying to, and I guess that's not entirely true because I was, I was escaping, I was escaping everything. I was escaping my own feelings. And, uh, but I also wasn't concerned for anyone else's feelings. Um, or I didn't think I had the capacity to hold my own. So how could I have the capacity to hold anyone else's? Uh, and so I decided to slow down on the smoking a bit and I went back to school and I got my master's in education. Um, remembering my days in Chicago, I was like, you know what? I remember loving working with kids. The school system feels kind of broken. Maybe that's somewhere I can step in and, and do a thing. And so I became a second grade teacher. Um, but that was also really hard. <laughs> And uh, I hadn't, it's like, I wanted to fix things outside of myself before 
before concerning myself with anything going on internally. And I would go through bouts of depression. And this had been going on since high school where I would contemplate suicide um, and just a lot of self-loathing, self-loathing thoughts, a lot of thoughts of like, what is the purpose of life? Like, why, why, you know, talking about these, these horrendous things that go on throughout the world and in our own communities and just being like, what is the fucking point? Like, why am I put on this earth to what, like to, to suffer and then die to like, to work my ass off and hate it. And, and then like, it was just all of these, it's just negative thought after negative thought. And so uh, the weekends were full of drinking and smoking and um, trying to forget and then coming to school and trying to show up for these students. And, you know, we were taught in this master's program, like what kids need on a social and emotional level. And then we go into the school and we're not addressing these social and emotional needs. It becomes about numbers and about like, okay, well, can the kids spell this well? Or is how is the math in this area? And and then we broke down the students into their ethnicities and be like, well, we need to help out this population because they're really struggling in this area. So how can we help out this group of kids? And how can they be more like this group of kids over here? And, you know, how much how, can we sh- prove to the state that this much growth is happening? We need to prepare for testing. Um and it just, it didn't, and that also didn't feel right. And I was like, man, all of this pressure is being put on me and I can't show up in a loving, loving way for these kids. Like, what have I gotten myself into yet again? And so it was a lot of searching and I was, and again, it was just like, something needs to change. And, uh, but I just didn't, I didn't know where to start. And then COVID happened and, uh, I was the school I was at, it was a year round school. So we didn't have summer break. And so um, we were teaching online through iPads and teaching second graders on an iPad is like, I mean, what are you, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, and so those days were really short because only a few kids would show up. And the ones that did were like, they were just bored and they wanted to say, Hey. And so we would just kind of hang out a little bit. And I would just talk to them because their parents were stressed and had other kids. And, and it just, it was just such a, such an interesting time um i can't imagine being a teacher (laughs) being an educator or being in second grade at that time like yeah just just a wild time and uh and then you know i was i had even more opportunity to be high uh and it got to the point that i just i couldn't get high enough like i couldn't get it got to the point where like i could smoke bowl after bowl and the pain wasn't going away Mm. um and the self-loathing wasn't going away the forgetting wasn't going away and then i and so then drinking became more of a thing and then you know smoking cigarettes and just like i mean what could i consume i was smoking pots of you know or or french press after french press i mean it was just like all of the things and watching so much television like so many ken burns documentaries which i mean i guess there's worse things to watch but like I don't even care about baseball. And I was watching, you know, Ken Burns, like the American <laughs> sport or whatever it is. And which was like, you know, and. It, um, Andy. Yeah. Did you have awareness that you were escaping or were you just kind of doing the things? There was an awareness. Um, it would go back and forth. I mean, the awareness would come when, when the suicidal thoughts would come. 
Like, I mean, then, then it was real, what I really, I started to realize how much I had been neglecting my internal self, my, myself. Um, and I think it was, I was so uncomfortable with the unknowing, uh, going back to my, uh, religious upbringing and then deciding that I just didn't know and I didn't care to know, but it also kind of scared me not to know, um, and then, you know, remembering the first time I had gotten drunk or the first time I had gotten high and how great that felt and just chasing that feeling that I feel like a lot of addicts can can relate to, chasing that that feeling. And and when I was sober, looking forward to not being sober. And so and so it was there was an awareness around knowing that I was covering up a deep wound. Or multiple wounds, um, and then I got onto dating apps, and uh, and I met a girl who uh, she was from Turkey and had a, a lot of different, um, and she had she was a, a musician, and so just very very different from anyone I had ever met, and she introduced me to this concept of Reiki, which I had never heard of before, and um, we had a lot of interesting talks, uh, but uh, and she. She introduced me to Deepak Chopra. Is that how you pronounce it? And, and this meditative thing, this 21 day challenge. And in the end, our relationship, like, I mean, we were just, we were friends and, and it didn't really go anywhere past that. But the meditation is where things really started to turn around. Um, because every morning spending this time before I smoked, before I drank coffee, before I did any of the things, I would just sit and be with my own thoughts and I would journal and I would allow for the tears to come. And finally I was hearing someone saying that these emotions were okay. I was a very angry child. And so a lot of times I would shame my own emotions. Um, and so I would do that. And then I started a workout routine. Um, and so then starting out the day with meditating, journaling, working out and doing that day after day, so then I was like, well, why am I smoking cigarettes if I'm running every morning? And so then that got cut out. And I was like, it's really hard to run when I drink the night before. So then that got cut out. And and then so that started to shift something. And then later on in this meditative journey, he talks about asking the universe for something. And so then prayer got introduced back into my life. But it was like, it was much different. It was much different than praying to, to a greater being in the sky. It was, it was, it was speaking to, it didn't matter what I was speaking to. I was just putting it out there, like what I was desiring, but I didn't know what I was desiring. I was desiring peace in my own heart and my own being. And then I found what I was desiring was I was like, I have so much love and I don't know what to do with it. Like I have so much compassion for other people and I don't, and I hate teaching <laughs> and I have so much love for these kids, but I don't know, but it, this doesn't feel right. How can, how can both things be true? Because it's not like, I don't know where to place this love. And I was like, I just want, so I started looking into the program, big brothers, big sisters. I started looking into like, what it would look like for a single male to adopt a child. And I just wanted, I want, I was like, I know that there are children out there 
who need loving presence and aren't, they aren't getting it. And, and that started, and I was like, wow, I really, this really feels right. I don't know how to fill. I don't know how to, how to reach this. I don't know when this will come, but I really want to have someone in my life who is craving a loving presence that doesn't have it. Um, and so I just put that out there and then I, you know, the 21 days was over. COVID was still a thing. Um, and there was a girl who worked with my roommate at the time. She was a bartender and I was over there just hanging out with Josiah, my roommate at the bar. And she was there and she's like, you know, I want to hook you up with some of my, one of my friends. I've got these girls who are interested in dating and, you know, they, I think they would really be interested. And, and I said, and I was like, well, who are they? And they're like, oh, there's some of my friends. And she's like, uh, gosh, age disparity isn't always a thing, but you know, I'm in my mid thirties. These girls were freshly in their early twenties. It just felt not, it wasn't what I was looking for. And so I just kind of gave her a hard pass on that. And I was like, ah, I don't think, I mean, like I was in a place where I was like, I am past this, like dating for fun kind of thing. Like I was like, I'm kind of on my own journey right now. Thank you. But no. And then a few weeks later, she said to me, she's like, I, you know, I had a change of heart and I have this cousin that I would like for you to meet. And I said, no, but thank you. Um, and then I was continued the meditating. And then one night I couldn't sleep. Uh, it was early in the evening and I wanted to go see this movie. Um, can't remember the name of it, but it was about this, uh, it, this uh, true story about this uh, Asian family that comes to America in the nineties to start a farm. And I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, I think it was, it was, it was up for some awards and whatnot. And I wanted to see a movie and I was used to doing things by myself at this point, but I didn't want to go see this movie by myself. So I texted this girl and I said, Hey, do you think your cousin would want to go see a movie? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so she, I guess she reached out to her cousin and she said yes, and we both, we met up um, first at the bar and then went to the theater, but we ended up never going to to the movie. Um, and it was Andrea, and we were talking, and um, I mean, she just went straight into to deep conversation. There was no no fluff around what, what she was talking about. She wasn't, and she was, there was just something about her that was really appealing not not just appearance but i mean like her presence was just like i mean and you both have met her like there's a way that she's she's just she is just truth she's just an honest being and um and that was very compelling and and i we we talked and talked and talked and then she was like yeah i have no interest in seeing a movie <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so we continued to talk and um then she went home and the next morning she invited me to go on a hike and I did. Um, and then we just, we hung out every day since, and now it's been three years. Uh, but one thing I, I asked her about it, I think that first night I was like, I just, I said, I was like, there's something about you that is just different. You have this presence about you. And she's like, well, don't, she's like, I don't know, you know? Um, 
But the only thing she could think of was breathwork. She had breathwork she had been doing for, I think, almost a year at that point. She was finishing up the program. And she told me that there was this free event, hour-long event, um, online. And so she gave me the link. And I did breathwork for the first time. And it was, as you guys both, I don't know, like an insane experience. I haven't had a breathwork like it since. But it was like, it was the most breaking open i mean tears and snot everywhere so much laughter like reliving past trauma going through ang- like i mean so much anger like hitting my fist and feet on the ground and yelling and just like i thought for a moment my my roommate was in there with me and and later i was like there was a presence in there with me like i don't know if it was an out of body experience or what but like it was just and uh I immediately knew I needed more of that. And so I uh, signed up for the breathwork program and uh, yeah. And then continued to hang out with Andrea. And then we started um, our business together, moved in together. And to go back to what, what I'd asked the universe for, you know, she has a son and um Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like like truly having your prayers answered in such such an obvious and profound way. Um, and then the resistance I had to it. There have been so many times where like, I mean, as you guys might both know with this healing process, it's like you reach a point where you're like, this is too much. <laughs> I can't do this. I want to go back. I want to go get drunk and high and forget it and hate my life and hate people. I'm so done with this, this open and soft heart. Like I can't take it. And then as soon as those words are out, like as soon as you decide that you don't want it anymore, you take in a little bit more. And it's just, it feels like bliss. It feels like, like, okay, here we are. There's another level. There's another step. And I'm crying so much. And this is, I knew I would because as you guys also both might, both might know, like once you open up this awareness around your feelings, you know when you're going to need to cry Like I have moments at my work. I have moments throughout the day where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to cry (laughs) later. I just can't do it right now. And, and I've been putting off crying for some time. I've been putting off like a really, that, that healing that needs to happen. I've been knowing for a while it needs to happen. And, and the tears are building up and building up. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to do this podcast (laughs) questions. And then I'm going to sob. So here we are so yeah so that's that's how i got to um got to where i am uh so now i do you know um I, now i serve again which i think is a beautiful thing because i wait tables and i for the most part i love it like um i love serving people i love interacting with people i love being challenged by people and you know getting these customers who come in determined to be 
assholes and then, you know, trying to make their day anyway and just kind of seeing that shift happen and not quite knowing if the shift happened in them or if it happened in me or a little bit of both. And, um, and it's, uh, it's been so long since I've wanted to kill myself, which is like, which is also just bizarre. Like, it's not that that thought hasn't come up. It's not like I haven't like, but as soon as it comes up, I know that I can see it for what it is. I can see it as that protector, right? I can see it as that, that part of me that just, that, that wants to cut off, that doesn't want to feel. And then I just get to respond with like, that's okay. Like we're, but we're here. (laughs) You get a, you, you'll get your wish on a later date. Like, but that's not right now. Um, and, and I don't want it. And the, and going back to like that, that desire for like, for loving the pain, not in a masochist kind of way, but in a way that's like, gosh, I get to feel this. How beautiful that I get. I have so much compassion that I can see this person's pain and I feel their pain. Like I get to hold this for them for the moment, or I get to hold this pain for myself. And, um, yeah, yeah. I love being in my skin, which is, which has never been a thing. (laughs) Like, I mean, I would tell Andrea, there were times when I, I had, I had literally been like, like scratching at my own chest and my arms and just like, I want to be out of this. I want to be so done with this, with this, like everything, just loathing everything that I was and, and gosh, being able to turn around and love that part of me is, is just so freeing and such a, uh, such a relief on my system that, 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 that gets to come up like that, that, um, that, uh, closed offness gets to like tighten and tighten and then just crack open and then, and then just be and soften. Thank you so much for sharing that and feeling safe and being vulnerable. Your story is so beautiful. Thanks for holding the space. Yeah. I and I love the just instead of I have to, it's I get to. Mm. And bringing that back to serving and just like instead of going in, because I worked in retail um, for a long time and just, I, I'm exactly, I know the feeling, like I hate people and like, I, why am I doing this? Why, why do I spend all day at this job that makes me miserable? And then I go home and go to bed and do it all over again the same day, the next day. And, but then like there, I've, I've left that job, but I, there is part of me that wants to go back with this new like outlook on life that it is it's like cheering people up even if they have the biggest resistance to your smile even it's like just like showing them what else it can be but in the my main point is just like you get to show up as yourself and connected to you and knowing that nobody else can take that away from you because mm. the, you might not be in charge of you know if the cook you know messes something up and it's you know it looks like it's your fault or whatever you can't control any of that but you can control just how you show up for it 
I love that. But there's so there's so much in your story that I wanted to unpack, but that was the thing that really resonated. And um, one quick question I had. So were you, and I hate to use the phrase into nature because we are nature. And I hate, like someone has said that to me once. They're like, I'm not as into nature as you. And I'm like, you are nature. Like we are all nature. But I, with that said, were you into nature before you met Andrea? Or was that like something that she introduced you to? Or I don't even know what, what Kansas City looks like. Do you have like trails and stuff to explore? Trees. I didn't know we did. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I just said trees. Do you have trees in Kansas? We have trees. We have trees. <laughs> you know, I I do love nature and have always loved nature, but not not in the same way. Like it was it was um kind of like what we do with each other, separating ourselves, like you're you and I'm me. Like, it's like, that's nature and this is me. And and the more we, I get to find that like, that's nature, that's me instead is, it, that wasn't there before meeting Andrea. Like it was, um, camping was has always been one of my favorite things. Being outside, like in that way has always been one of my favorite things but not in every weather, right? Like I would, uh, nice days for camping, fall, spring, sometimes summer, but now I could be outside any, any time of the year. Um, and if I don't like it, then it gets to be, then I get to explore that a little bit. Um, and, and, it, uh, you know, ideas of like frequencies and, and feeling a trees, you know, um, emotion or feeling or personality or whatever it is like putting your hand on a tree and feeling its frequency or feeling like that (laughs) even now there's a part of me that's like that's the stupidest thing because (laughs) because (laughs) because it sounds ridiculous and I can just imagine people hearing me say those words and judging what I'm saying but I also know what I've felt when I have connected with a piece of nature, be it a tree or standing on the ground barefoot or staring up at the sky or, you know, the most beautiful, some of the most beautiful moments, like being out on a trail and like uh, an animal making eye contact with an animal. And we just kind of freeze there for a moment. We just look at each other and like, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And, 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 you know, there have been trees like, I'll feel a tree and and I'm like, gosh, is this me or is this the tree? Or is this us? Like, I mean, and and then learning the science behind it is helpful when it when when we want to deny that spiritual side of us of being like, you know, it's all in your head, I'm making it up, it's a placebo thing or whatever. And then to be like, well, there is science to pack some of this stuff up. I mean, not that we necessarily need the science, because I don't think our our ancestors, they sort of certainly didn't need, need the science. They just believed what they felt. They knew what they knew. And but now we do have science to be like, actually, you know, when you think a tree is communicating that that's a very real thing. When you think a tree is afraid, that's a very real thing. Like and we know this now on on, a, on another level that that can kind of convert the more logically minded or the more like structurally minded maybe. Um, and so, so yeah, to answer your question, there are trees in Kansas city. There are trails. Uh, Andrea had already sought them out. So she was like, that was one of the really fun things 
um, still is. And first meeting her was like all these new trails. Just recently, I was able to show her a trail that she didn't <laughs> know existed. So that was nice um, because she's always like taking me to these new outdoor spots. And then um, having these places, being able to go through them different times of years is beautiful. And, you know, we we desire and we have a vision of having our own land somewhere outside of the city where we can host retreats and, and be in nature more deeply um, is a beautiful dream, but it's also nice to be able to find the connection when, when I didn't know it was as possible. And like what I like about the Midwest or the area that we're in is like, you know, you go to Colorado and, oh my gosh, I would love to live in Colorado. But one thing that Colorado doesn't have that we have here is like the diversity of trees is spectacular here there are so many tree different types of trees and so in the fall time like the the amount of colors and and even looking at the different bark or um the way the trees grow or the way the branches branch out um it's just uh it's a different kind of beauty and i can see that now whereas before not so much mm. i love i love that just and it's I need the rem the reminder all the time. Like I I need to walk her all the time, my dog. But you know, there's you know, if it's cold and I'm on my couch, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to walk her. But then, oh, she heard me talk. <laughs> Did she <they> walk? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's always every time I get out there when I'm out there, I'm like, why did why was I putting this off for five minutes, an hour? Like why? Like as, every time I get outside. And take a look around and not you know not put my headphones on not even like bring my phone with me and just be no distractions except for my dog but just listening and seeing and just being with nature is just so special yeah hard to put words to mm -hmm. I mean, just that that being i mean that's really all there is to say like to truly be with it and to feel that like the depths at which you can be is infinite. Like I'm still practicing my beingness like all the time. And I forget all the time. And, but nature is such, it's so much easier to be in nature than it is to be anywhere else. I feel um, yeah. like you said, cutting out those distractions. We are so good at distracting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the trees are trying to teach us how to just be. Mm-hmm. They're the best of beers. <laughs> mm -hmm. They really got it right. <laughs> Josh always has a good question, though. I, as you were sharing your heart, uh, it struck me not, not lost that you're male and that you've discovered your heart in a society where that isn't cool. We aren't taught how to do that. We aren't shown how to do that. And in many ways we're taught out of that, that, that a successful life is actually the awards or the titles or the money is the things. But as you were um, feeling like sharing your story from your heart about Andrea 
and Oliver and the trees. Like there's some, there's something inside that feels so alive that I could directly connect with. And it felt like that's why we're here. So then I didn't want to ruin it with words. <laughs> I just wanted to feel that with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a moment when talking about it, like when I mentioned, when I mentioned Andrea and Oliver, like, I don't know. I've been, I've been in a place of kind of forgetting the past few days. Like um, it's been busier at work. Uh, we're planning a retreat and it's like, it's kind of a going through the motion situation. And, um, and like I said, I knew I was pushing back the feeling that I've needed to feel. And it was, it's like, it's amazing when I, once I remember again, just how deeply, and love I am uh, with these two beings, like remembering that it's like, Oh my, how could you forget? <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, and it's not that I forgot, but it's that I've, I've, I forgot to feel it. Mm. Like I'm here for them. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, we're together. We're, we're doing the things, but then like to stop and really feel how you feel about someone else and remember that, that, gosh, what it feels like on your heart to, to like, yeah. Yeah. Words do ruin it because there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no words to it. I mean, it's just, it's just like, I couldn't help but put my hand on my heart in that moment because it was like, it was just overflow. And, and I don't know how many times in my life I've allowed myself to feel that overflow. Um, because again, it's vulnerable and it's scary because because as much as you feel that much, you know, you, you can, you also, there's also the other side. There's also that much pain that can, that uh, there's the potential for that much pain too, right? Like um, it's that spectrum and of a feeling. And when you let that love in, you're letting, you're letting it all in and there's no, you can't pick and choose what it, what comes with it. And it's all beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just forget that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I do when I work one-on-one -on -one coaching wise is I'll have somebody describe a situation and then I will like pause them in that and then I'll create space for them to go into it and experience it. And it's taught me so much. Mm. It's taught me about grief. It's taught me about longing. Like longing has a feeling inside. And if I, if I feel into that, I can only assume my feeling of longing is the same as yours. I don't know. I'm only inside here. And so that's where the words fall short, but I can say, feel what it feels like to just long 
and just let that longing like deepen inside of you and then compare it to desire and notice the nuance Hmm. and how fucking cool is that that these bodies can do that that it's just a a little dial away of like instead of living up here where it's just go 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 it's like well check this out did you know you could do this inside your body that's a cool practice i like that yeah I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah. First for myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm learning these are all portals into our heart. And I had a theory that our our heart is infinite. There's no end. First of all, we have to dare to explore. We have to dare to go there. And it's generally through pain first that we have to go inward into the pain and it's like searing and it's devastating and too much and then on the other side is like this depth of love and this new access to gratitude and connection we can connect with others as deep as we go inward but I lived surface level. I lived outside my body for four decades and had no, I I was this deep negative, this deep. I was, what's that called? Inverse deep. (laughs) So to start to go inward, I feel like that, like when I think of my greatest accomplishment in 2023, It's not like dollars or achievements, certificates. It's like, how deeply did I connect inward so that now I can meet others in that same space, whether it's in the retail place or at the, the restaurant, we, we get to meet people so deeply that they often are uncomfortable. They're like, Whoa, 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 come back. I I want you out here. And I'm like, well, let's just try this. Just go inward just a little. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, I like that. There was a time I was at work and I was in the back rolling silverware and I was returning to my breath. And, uh, and I came out and I, and like, as I was breathing, I was breathing in love and breathing out love and, you know, doing that practice. And, and I walk out and then I and then there's all these beautiful people sitting in these seats and I like, and I was almost brought to tears in that moment. And I was like, I got to go back for a second because I don't think this is too much for a dinner conversation, like just a quick dinner interaction. Like, man, it's, we put up these, it's, it's crazy when we, when we actually let ourselves really connect with someone else, like, and even on this call, like I haven't done it because because, you know, we're doing a podcast thing and they're like these different and we're through a screen and, and I still have some, I can feel myself have, even though I, you know, was willing to cry in front of you all, I wasn't willing to completely let all of my shield down. Right. But if, if we, when we practice that a little bit more, when we open up a little bit more and you have more than one willing participant, like then that then that barrier that is just our skin becomes, becomes nothing. Like it becomes, 
And then, and then that oneness really becomes, but we become aware of that because it's here. It's just how willing are you to be aware of how deeply we actually are connected of how much we actually are the same thing, not just similar, but the same. Like, I mean, now maybe we're going into beliefs, but like, it feels like a truth that we are the same being in so many ways, in all ways, right? And that goes back to the nature thing. I am no more me than I am you. Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's wild. <laughs> it's just, it's just a crazy thing. There's something, uh, I, I have an obsession with a few people and one of them is Ram Das, And there's something he says that is like, we're just all God and drag. And I think that's, that's one of my favorite, favorite little well, quotes of his is like, and, and what a reminder, like, and that, and I think that's how I'm able to sometimes love these strangers who come in and eat at the restaurant as much as I do, because, because like you said, Josh, like, I mean, I, it starts with loving yourself on that deep level. And then remembering that like, well, if I love myself this much, I can love you this much too. And, and if I'm having a hard time loving myself, there's going to be a bit of a barrier with how much I can love you. Um, yeah. And so the more we get to work together, and I think that's when we, when we decide to unite with someone and, and, and live with someone and be with someone, um, it's just, it's another practice in, in lowering that barrier with someone else. And it can be with a, with anything though. I don't think it necessarily needs to be with a spouse. It can be with, with any being. I mean, if you learn to love your pet, you suddenly find that people aren't so bad too, right? Like it's just, it's everything. I think that was your mic drop moment. That was beautifully said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anna, did you know Andy and I are going to do a retreat together? No. Sign me up. Andy's like, we are? No, I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That was me getting excited again. You're right. We have talked about this. And it's, um, yeah, it's already in the works, even though I forgot. so so i'm a manifester in human design so i inform so this was me informing (laughs) the universe and both of you something i don't remember what i am but i don't know remember what i am but i do (laughs) because we are just god and drag we are all one that's right (laughs) Uh, but i i need some i've been i don't know whether it was this um, my sign or whatever, but I need invitation. But once the invitation is open, it's go time. So that's projector, I think. I think that's projector. So that's what my friend Karen always says. She's like, "Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't do it." <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I love that. Thanks for having me, folks. Thank this you. Yeah. So, can you talk about Hawaii real quick to wrap up? Yeah. Um, gosh, I've never been, but I hear it's beautiful. 
and I will be there this time next month. Um, and you guys are both welcome to come. There's still space. So, uh, you know, and Andrea and I have been planning this for a year. So, um, Pahoa is where we will be in Hawaii. Um, we're connecting with the element of fire. It's our fourth retreat that we're doing together. Um, we just met with, uh, the ladies who are, who are definitely going, um, speaking about masculinity and, and connecting with the heart. One thing that we have noticed is that women are much quicker to take care of themselves in this way and to, um, and to get in touch with this power. And that, and that's what it is, is, is power. And we have so much to learn from, from the feminine way of being as far as like opening ourselves up, um, and we'll be finding um, our fire within on this retreat. Uh, we providing a lot of space for for self reflection and time to do your own thing, um, but also a lot of time for community. Um, we have connected with with um, natives to Hawaii, a lady who is doing our our cooking. Um, so we have a chef coming in and cooking for us. She's a beautiful being, and embarrassing that I can't remember her name at the moment, but, uh, yeah, I don't really know what details to give, but you can go to our website, elemental wellness sanctuary and find out all about it. And if, if this is too short of notice, uh, we'll, we're, our, our hope is to do four retreats a year. Mm-hmm. And then I do one men's retreat a year. And then Josh and I will be doing a retreat TBD. So. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. We like to close with a message from you to our listeners with anything that you feel needs to be said. I had um I almost wanted to not do it yet. I'd be like, oh, I'll just wait. Josh, you said there was an opening for this for this spot. And I was like, I think I'll wait. And then, and then a lot of it is fear of not having anything to say worthwhile um but the reason i i feel called to do what i do is because um well for myself it's it gets to be a constant reminder to love myself um and i think that my work uh i just want people to love themselves and i think that and i believe that um as easy as that is to say uh it is a process to do that. It is a process to love every part of us um, because there's so much of us that we want to hide and that we shame or that we're afraid of other people shaming. And um, and so my message is always just to, to love yourself because everything else I think falls in place after that. Once you learn to love everything that is here for you, love just spreads from there and it's it's a simple message but the truth is is really simple what a great episode i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did um let us know what you took from that leave some comments share with a friend who also might resonate with the story um subscribe like all those things so that we can spread the word about our podcast and so all of our beautiful stories that we get to hear from our amazing guests get to be shared around the world we appreciate you as a listener and we'll see you next time thank you 
Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now, and see you in the next episode.